Hello and welcome to the MMA Coach's Corner brought to you by the Scott Sportscast. I am the fighter. And I'm the coach. And we are here today to break down UFC 254, Khabib versus KG. <laughs> and man, can we not wait. Let's, Let's get, get some hype in the chat. Let's get some hype in the chat. This is a big one, folks. What? One more. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Maybe all I need is cut the damn music. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so UFC two fifty four Khabib versus Gagey picks. I'm pretty excited about this card. We got what a six fight main card this time. Yeah, we got six fights. We got a lot to get into. We're here. We're in the building. Yo, what is going on, Scott Sports Cast? It's day before the fights. We're excited. We're getting amped up every second that we get closer to this slugfest of a card that we got coming on. So why don't we go ahead, jump right into our first fight here, Alex? I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, just just leave them down at your side. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Keep them in your pockets. Yes, I brought them back up for the audio listeners. <laughs> all right, so our first fight, we got Magomed Anaclis versus <laughs> Ion Kutabala. Um, one loss only for Magomed. Uh, this is the rematch. To the rematch. <laughs> so first off, we had these two fight, and it was arguably the worst stoppage in UFC history. Uh, Kudabala thought it was cute. <laughs> See what I did there? Kudabala. <laughs> All right, but uh, so he thought it was cool to uh, pretend that he was more stunned or more rocked than he actually was. Uh, the only problem is whenever you try to trick your opponent and bait him into something like that, <laughs> you might trick the ref. So the ref called that fight because uh, he thought he was hurt. Um, he, he sold it too well. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you play possum, you end up getting bit by a bigger animal. That's what happened. Yep, and um, I mean, it's not like it would have mattered much anyways because Magomed was piecing him up those first minute or two that that fight actually took place. So um, I'm going to expect a lot more of the same. I'm going with Magomed in this one. This time, give me a decision because if it's one thing Kudabala has is a chin. So, <laughs> Well, there's one thing I saw at weigh-ins that is going to make me kind of pick against a decision. I think uh, I think Magomed here is actually going to get the TKO victory. I think it's going to be shades of, um, you know, Groundhog's Day here. He's going to come out, piece him up again, 
he throws a he's got a really quick left hand and he throws he throws his combinations to end with kicks which is always beautiful he'll take him up high he'll bring him down low he's not afraid to hit you in the body he likes to mix up his striking and i think he has he has great i, think I saw something at weigh-ins that really kind of sealed the deal for me magomed went in for the intense stare down and Kudabella decided not to engage in the stare down. He just kind of turned and looked at the cameras instead. So that told me Magomed was ready to look into this dude's soul and Kudabala wasn't ready to to have that insight. He wasn't oh, ready yeah. to have that visual exchange. So to me, he's still in his head and Magomed's going to finish what he started. Actually, he's going to refinish what he started in the first fight. He's just going to do it better this time. He's just going to do it better, yeah. So give me Magomed here with the TKO victory. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I just I just don't see Kudabala winning that fight unless he gets gets one of them uh, lucky punches, uh, so to speak. But All right, so let's move on to our next matchup. We have our women's fight. We have uh, Lauren Murphy versus oh, Leah Skorova. Uh, Lilia um, Sakarova. 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 Or Sharikova. Sharikova. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. that's cool. Um, so, uh, I. I'm not sure that might be her USC debut uh, coming in yeah. at 8-1. Lilia's UFC octagon debut and coming off a short notice. Yeah, and then you have Lauren Murphy, who jack of all traits, kind of master of none. Um, I would say she has the advantage on the ground. But uh, watching Lilia fight, I just I have I have to pick her on this one. She's got faster hands, uh, more aggressive. Uh, just looks like she has more of that killer instinct, um, and that's important in a fist fight. Um, so give me Lillian moving to uh, nine and one. Well, I beg to differ, sir, and here's why. Lilia is eight and one. Yeah, she's a national champion, freestyle wrestler. Yeah, she throws some good spin kicks. She throws some good front kicks, but that's about it. So she hasn't faced nearly as tough of competition as Lauren Murphy. And Lauren Murphy is is way bigger. She she's a huge fighter. She's gonna be able to control the clinch work a little bit better. Um, I, I I like, and then something else that happened at weigh-ins was this Lilia girl tried to punk, tried to flinch at, (laughs) at Lauren and Lauren just stood there and looked her down and like Lilia knew she fucked up and didn't get the reaction that she wanted and kind of tried to laugh it off, but she embarrassed herself at weigh-ins. So Lauren, ass, ass and ass, asses. (laughs) <laughs> so Lauren Murphy's gonna go in there and just put the hurt on her for 15 minutes, 
give me a decisive victory here. Um, your girl Lilia taking her second loss in a short notice with those octagon jitters. I just don't see it happening. Give me Lauren Murphy here. I, I think that it's actually going to benefit her more being on short notice for that UFC jitters because if if you don't have time to even train, you don't have time to be nervous about the UFC. You know, you just have nothing but your opponent on your mind. Here's the problem. If you're worried about the audience, if you're worried about the venue, then you ain't a real fighter. A real fighter will fight you anywhere, any place, any time. Doesn't matter. Name it. Pick so that if you're worried about your octagon no. debut, then, then something's wrong. Yeah, you're, you're, you're there to fight. doesn't matter who or where. Exactly. Uh, show, a cage, show is, a, up a cage is a cage. It doesn't matter how it's painted. Yep, doesn't matter how many sides it has either. It can be a one-sided exactly. cage. I'll fight you on it. <laughs> I'll fight you on either side like that Mario game. Give me that 15 Locking those little dudes, Locking those little Koopa Troopers off, off of the gates in, in the yeah. Bowser's Mansion yeah. and stuff. I'll fight you on one cage. <laughs> yeah, give me just <laughs> give me just the corner of it and I'll uh and I'll just fight you in there for 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. All right. But so it looks like we split fighters. You're going Murphy, I'm going Lilia. Um but we both are picking by decision. So I mean, I I have a feeling it might even be closer to a split, but I just think that those fast hands are going to pay dividends. <laughs> I think Lauren now, Murphy here wins the long game. And now here's here's an interesting fight because both these guys have some knockout power. Um, but they both are equally susceptible to getting knocked out. So we have Jason uh, Malkaron versus Philip Hayes or Hayes. Haas. So Haas got to knock out his UFC debut. Uh, obviously pretty happy about that. Contender series, Dana White, right? Nope. Uh, that, was, that one didn't end so well for him because he was on the contender series and he fought, I want to say, Martin, Martin Velasquez, maybe, and Valencia. So he ended up getting head kicked, knocked out brutally. He was standing up against the cage, kind of turned to the side, and just ate full shin to jawbone and just just collapsed like a thriller video. I was like, oh, man. And, uh, yeah, it took him a while to get up. So that one was a, that one was a little scary, but. I just don't see him having the same power as uh, as Jacob. Well, maybe more power, but less technical on the striking. This one's tough. This one is tough. Um, well, Jake, Jacob Balkanen is a high-level, world-class jiu-jitsu purple belt. Not not a not a black belt. He did win the ADCC championships. Um, this guy is a good grappler. He he will stand with you a little bit. It's not his forte. It's not what he wants to do. But he's willing to stand in there enough to get it to get to get the fight to the ground. But 
like you were saying, um, Haas, he's powerful. He's a he's a heavy hitter. He'll he'll either knock you out or get knocked out type of a guy. But I haven't really seen his grappling. So if if he gets taken down and you got a legit grappler on top of you, you're in some trouble there. So I'm actually gonna take uh Jacob here to move on to five and oh with a submission victory. I think he gets the submission of the night. Not sure right. how. Maybe like a um I wanna say something like um like a head and arm kind of like, like position. A, like a scarf like a scarf yeah, and then so like he kind of he kind of dominates in those type of positions there. Gets finally ends up on the neck somehow. Gets a choke. Not sure which yeah. one, but probably a Von Flu choke. Yeah, I think no, nah, not like Von Flu, but yeah. I mean, um, I don't think this guy's grappling is high enough level to even acknowledge what's going on on that. So he might be able to catch yeah. him with it. So I, I feel he gets within a deal. Yeah, I feel like he gets this fight down and just kind of transitions over the place until he finally finds a good choke, gets uh, gets the victory here. Maybe like a uh, an anaconda choke or something we haven't seen in a while, like a Peruvian necktie, something. Yeah, so um, for pretty much what I had here, I I was gonna say just different. If if this fight stays standing, I'm gonna give the edge to. To Haas all day, but um, I don't think it will. So, give me a submission victory for Jacob as well. Oh, nice, nice. Changing your pick or what? No, I I didn't pick yet. Uh, I, 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 I yeah, I wasn't finished. I was just like, mm, I, I was thinking about it, but because I had that debate on my head, I was like. Probably gonna go to the ground. I'm gonna give the edge to the grappler, uh, yeah, and, who and has nothing. striking than the striker who has no grappling. You know. Yeah, a little bit more well-rounded, but still, it's a grappler versus striker type of matchup, and let's see whoever can get to their geography first and keep it more consistent. Because oh, yeah. if you're stuck on the mat, your striking's not that good. If you're if you're stuck standing and trading, your wrestling's not going to be that good. So um, your jujitsu, you got to get on the ground. Got to balance it out. Can't be one dimensional in today's game. All these other mm -hmm. fighters will show you why. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this this next fight is gonna be my knockout of the night. I'm still trying to figure out who's gonna land first. Because either one of these guys are going to put you night-night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got Alexander uh, Vol Volkus, and you have Walt Harris. Oh, doggy, I tell you what, man. This Both guys will just floor you and finish you. Um, cleaner boxing, I would say, by by Harris, except for you have Volkanov, who uses a lot more uh, kicks and versatile striking. So if 
if Volk, Volkanov can throw those kicks in, keep keep him at bay, use use a little bit of that that lengthiness that he has. Uh, I think he'll should be able to control the striking match and not take too much damage. Um, I it's one of those where it's going to be kicks and punches versus just punches. So uh, give me the punch and the kicks. I'm going to take Alexander Volkanov by knockout. Yeah. um, I am also taking Alexander. I think that he has that three-inch reach advantage. He's a little bit of the taller fighter, and he's used to fighting taller fighters. Now he's I believe he's six seven and Walt is six five. So Walt Harris is no slouch when it comes to heavyweight fighting. He's he's not a small guy by any means. But and he's you know, quick. he is he is gonna have to be the shorter fighter. He is gonna have to be the one that has to find his range against a lankier opponent. He's usually been the bigger, lankier fighter. So now he's fighting somebody who has that advantage on him. I don't know if he's fought guys like that in the past, but that matters. You got to get past that jab. And if, if Alexander keeps popping that jab in your face and hitting you with those leg kicks, hit, mixing it up with the boxing to the, the body, to the head, then it's going to be a tough night for, for Walt Harris, who's kind of he's going to rely on just his hands and trying to land those big power shots to finish the fight. I don't see either of these opponents trying to take each other down this is going to be a true striking fight um so if somebody does go for a takedown it's going to tell you early on that they don't want to be standing and they want to change the pace so whoever goes for the first takedown is probably going to lose this fight and it's either going to be because they got rocked or because they got gas so as soon as your stamina tank empties on the feet you try to get down to the ground where you can get a breather. <laughs> the thing that you forget when you're tired because you're exhausted is it takes a lot of energy to take someone down, especially if you don't do it correctly. Yeah, everybody wants a break on top, but nobody wants to, you know, <laughs> grind out the takedown in order to get on top. They just want to have it. It's just, oh, give me the takedown. GSP makes it look so easy. Yep, and that's because it comes with timing. Yep, so you got to set up your takedowns with your striking. But that's the thing about Volkanov is he can hit that hit that long jab, like you said, and then uh, follow that up with a low kick. Boom, keep yeah. pumping out that jab. Boom, now they're low kick. And then all of a sudden, you just throw out one jab and then a body kick. So you know. Now, now Walt Harris can definitely land one of those big bombs and put out, you know, Volkanov, but – I just think Alexander is going to use a little bit better technique and use a little bit more of his angles in order to get off some better shots. But this one, this one's close. This one's not going to be just a one-sided beatdown. This one's going to be a little back and forth until something finally gives. And I just think Alexander is going to land the cleaner shots and do a little bit more damage with his with his length. Yeah, I mean, in layman turns, I see uh, Walt breaking first. Yeah, I don't really see him breaking, but I definitely see him getting caught and getting clipped. And and that's going to spell trouble. And well, kinda lead to well in those exchanges, 
that's that's really yeah. what it comes down to is like who's who's going to give up on the exchange first oh who's going to stop throwing combinations first hey yeah and then just kind of go one-dimensional and and then it's just downhill from there get right hand happy or something exactly maybe he drops them right in the beginning in the first round then he keeps fishing for it the whole fight uh and then Walt's able to pick up on it and catch it you know like all sorts of things could happen but you you give me the versatility of alexander um not nine out of ten times against a power striker so. Yeah, and kickboxing is a different range than boxing. So who's going to be able to get to their spot? Who's going to be able to dictate the geography of the fight? Is it going to be a boxing match where Walt has the advantage, or is it going to be a kickboxing match? And I think um, it's just he's going to be able, Alexander's going to be able to stay out of reach and stay in kicking range uh, a little bit more effective than Walt's going to be able to get in and, and use his boxing range exactly so our next fight we have up robert Whitaker taking on jared the human cannon cannoneer whoa talk about more heavy hitters (laughs) um what i really like about this matchup is that for the most part, both men are going to try to stand. Uh, it's just hard for me to pick against Whitaker right now because this guy is fighting phenomenal. I love the way that he's able to slip in and out uh, with angles instead of just moving straight back and forward. If you move straight back and forward, he will catch you and knock you out either way. And what I really love about Robert Whitaker is how sneaky that left hook comes in. One of my favorite punches. And it's one of the most deadly, especially if you can land it on a chin or a liver. So uh, give me Robert Whitaker here winning this fight by TKO. He's going he's gonna to stay patient, and he has excellent timing. So as soon as Jared comes in to make a mistake, Robert Whitaker is going to capitalize on it. Um, I know, I know, Cannoneer just made it to uh, top ten, so um, he's solid. So this should be a good fight. Who you got in this one? Yeah, this one, this one, a little bit more of a toss-up for me. Uh, Cannoneer does have that true one-punch power. He used to fight at heavyweights. He lost two times. Uh, I'm not sure if he lost more, but he lost to Dominic Reyes and he lost to Dan Blano or Jan Blanowicz, which are the two guys who just fought for the belt at light heavyweight. So his only losses. And one, one is the champ. Yeah. So, you know, he's fought some high level. Now he's dropped down to middleweight where he's been looking good. Um, I just think. Robert Whitaker, he's an awkward type of a striker. He doesn't move conventionally. He's not just going to pivot, step back, hop back, cut out to the side. No, this guy, he's 
he's going to take awkward steps. He's going to create awkward angles. He's going to loop that left hand up there where you don't think it's going to be able to land, but he finds a way. Then he's going to do that leaning leg head kick type of stuff that he always does. And he's a powerful guy. He actually hurts people through their guard, through their hands. So he, he doesn't need to land directly on your chin to really rattle you. And I just think his volume and his speed in the footwork is going to make all the difference in this fight. Uh, I feel Whitaker, he's taken a lot of damage, so he could get caught on the chin and just put out and rocked. He got hurt in that teal fight pretty bad uh, with that elbow. But As survived, came back, put on a great performance. So that, so that tells me that, you know, his chin's still there. He still wants to fight because it would have been easy to give up and just you know, say, oh, man, I'm checkmated. I just got hit with this huge elbow by a huge guy. But no, he got up, he kept fighting, and he won the rest of the fight. And so because of the heart, because of the awkward movements, because of the power and speed, I got to go with Robert Whitaker over over the cannon here. No, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a TKO, but it's a three-round fight, so probably give me a decision here for Robert Whitaker. Yeah, three rounds just doesn't seem enough. Actually, no, that's the co. Yeah, it's the co-main event. So yeah, only three-round uh, fight. Only three. Robert Whitaker hasn't fought three rounds in a while, so it'll be interesting to see how he starts out because you can't start out slow. Yeah, and we all know that your boy. The cannon comes out. He hits him hard, and he hits him fast, and he finishes fights. Um, I, I just think right. Robert Whitaker is a little bit too savvy, has a little bit too high of a fight IQ to let just some guy run in there and, and mow him over like that. I think yeah. he's going to get on his bicycle. He's going to hop around the cage, and he's going to land the, the shots that he needs to land, the power shots, and he gets it done. Robert Whitaker probably – trying to set up a rematch with Adesanya, which I think will end the same way. But give me Robert Whitaker winning this fight first. Robert Whitaker. Dope name. Yeah, so... Uh, all right, so we both got Whitaker on that one. How about we finally talk about it? Let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? Yeah. We'll talk about how you're going to owe me a nice fat ribeye steak after this fight. So, for those who aren't in the loop, uh, Coach and Fighter here got ourselves a little bet going on. If Khabib wins this fight, I must buy Coach a steak. If Gaishi Pulls it off. Beats Khabib. He buys me a steak. Yum. Flaming like, Jones versus a ribeye. And I like a big one. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to keep, keep wanting it because Khabib's winning this fight. And let oh, me yeah. tell you why. Because Khabib has never not got a takedown in a fight this guy follows the game plan he gets you down and he breaks you now i will say justin gaishi 
this dude is a killer. He's a warrior. He loves fighting. And I'm a huge fan, and I love Geishi. But this is just not a good matchup for him. He, yeah, could he, could he catch Khabib on the feet? Yeah, but Khabib wrestles bears. This guy, he swims in frozen rivers. This guy's training. He puts himself through hell so that way nobody else can. And Khabib, he has never not gotten a takedown. And every established grappler that has ever fought Khabib has not been able to do anything whether it's Michael Johnson, Dustin Poirier, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor couldn't do anything in the striking game. Khabib just, he just smashes people. And the He's thing gonna, people forget about Khabib is that he also has power. I mean, how many times has he almost just one punch knocked people out? Yeah. And and he slams guys too. He's and he's relentless. He chain wrestles. Like he's not just gonna try to get a double leg and sit there. No, if he doesn't get that double leg, he's gonna try to do a high crotch. If he doesn't get the high crotch, he's gonna try to run the pike. If he is not able to get the single, he'll switch it back to a double. If he can't get the double, he'll work for that body lock. He'll hold you up against the cage. He'll apply that forward pressure. He'll wear your arms out. And, yeah, Justin Gaethje can win a kickboxing fight with Khabib all day long, 100 times out of 100. But once you start mixing wrestling with striking, it's a whole new game. And I just think Khabib is able to do that better than Gaethje. And I know Gaethje started out as a wrestler. He's wrestled his whole life. He's a violent wrestler. He he used to just slam people and knock them out and win fights like that. But he's never grappled a guy like Khabib. And and after you give me your reasons why Geishi's going to win, I'll give you my final reason and the true reason, the only thing that matters and the truth about why Khabib is going to win this fight. I'll save it till after your breakdown. So now I'm going to let you talk me into Geishi here. Okay, we'll be back after. No. <laughs> All right. So Geishi, talk about. America versus Russia, this fight, man. It's just the true epitome of both countries coming together in one glorious fist fight, you know? Rocky versus Ivan. Yeah, you have the relentless, uh, murderous, tenacious, um, never-quit Russian and Khabib, and then you have the Exact same thing in American. <laughs> yeah, um, but but instead of wrestling, it's boxing. Um, so, like you said, my my whole concern is is that uh, the fight will go to the ground. Now, the thing that people like you want to say is, okay, yeah, Gagey has never fought a grappler like Khabib. Well, on the contrary, he has never, Khabib hasn't fought a grappler like Geishi either who has that kind of knockout power. I mean, yeah, you could say uh, uh, Michael and all those guys, but um, at the end of the day, they don't have that kind of takedown defense like Geishi does. Um, well, Dustin but Poirier. It, but is it going to be enough? Good wrestler. Great boxing, great striking, 
Khabib has a four to one punch ratio. He takes one punch for every four that he lands standing up. So his stand-up game isn't as bad as people give him credit for, but he 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 blends it well. And that that's the problem is it's not like a GSP. He doesn't do it to that level, but you know it's just so hard to to stop that kind of takedown and that grappling whenever you're so worried about the hands. And being a grappler for a long time myself, yeah, that's important. It's uh, you need to be able to dictate where the fight goes for any reason at any time. It doesn't have to be because you think you're better on the ground. It could be because you got stunned. It could be because you needed a, uh, to not let that guy tee off on you. It, all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, is Geishi's takedown defense I don't even know if he's ever been taken down in a fight. Possible, but um, I think so. Very, very rarely does it happen. But I think Khabib's the guy that can do it. I think that Khabib is gonna win this fight by decision. What? I'm swapping picks, bud. The bet's still on, but I'm swapping Howard. picks. I'm swapping pick both fighters and have a bet because I'm gonna tell you why. Khabib wrestles bears and swims in frozen lakes. Like Geishi, you're tough. You're you're the man. I, I like everything you're doing, but I don't think it's your time yet. I don't think that. I think Khabib's too primed. I think he had a lot of time to let his body recover let his mind refocus and reharness, and then he rehardened that that freshly uh, fixed up body, rehardened it, and it's just that Russian mentality, man. Seek and destroy uh, any way so, possible. Uh, I like I like uh, Khabib's jujitsu game better. I like his uh, his top game better, and his hands are almost just as good. So. You give me Khabib winning a decision, 25-minute fight, and call it a controversial one. All right. So the real reason why Khabib is winning this fight is he just lost his dad. His dad was in his corner for his last fight. His dad finally got to watch him fight defend his belt against Dustin Poirier. Then he got lost due to COVID. So Khabib is going to go in there. And it's a little bit bigger than fighting. It's a little bit bigger than a belt. It's a little bit bigger than legacy. This has to do with everything about Khabib is going to go in there and let the darkness out on Geishi. He's going to get on top and he's going to keep smashing and keep smashing and keep smashing and finally get a submission victory. Um, yeah. I cannot uh, see Khabib losing this fight for any reason other than getting caught on the feet with a with a killer punch, which Geishi can do. That guy's a warrior. He trains for war. He loves violence, and I love that. And if he was facing anybody else, I would be rooting for him. But you don't beat the Russian eagle 
just because you you want it more. Khabib wants to fight more. He wants he wants to get out there and he knows he can't do it, but he wants vengeance for his father's death and he's going to take it out on on Geishi and I think that this is going to be the real the real deciding factor is it just goes a little bit deeper mentality wise and Khabib nobody's tougher than him mentally and he's just going to go out there and lay it all out on the line and really pour it into Geishi and very few physically are better than him too are more tougher than him and, and here's another reason Connor couldn't touch him on the feet Dustin Poirier couldn't touch him on the feet people cannot touch this guy on the feet even though he doesn't have great striking he well, has he great has great defense, movement and he can take you down at will and he <laughs> he holds the record for most takedowns in a fight he just slams people who are all Americans like Geishi. Uh, Khabib is just on another level. He's another animal. And you don't <laughs> mess with the Russian eagle. My friend, <laughs> do not do this. I'm sticking with the Russian heritage. I'm picking the Russian over the American. Yes, da, comrade. Yes, see, the thing about the Geishi is that I just don't think that he is going to be ready to handle. I don't know if he could have that kind of training camp to get ready for Khabib. Um, Who can get ready for Khabib's wrestling? That's that's a tall task for anybody, yeah. no matter how wait, accomplished you are. Wait. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a difference between all-American wrestler and an all-Russian wrestler, man. Because an all-Russian wrestler, they're not talking about high school and college. <laughs> They're talking no. about guys like Alexander Corlin in the Olympics. So uh, their their lineage, they don't do participation medals. They don't do anything like that. It's either no, kill and, Dag- or be and, Dag- and especially Dagestan has five out of the seven world champion of, of the wrestling weight classes. So yeah, they, they can wrestle over there. And But not only that, the way that they play basketball, they play basketball with grappling and submissions. Everything that they do revolves around grappling. And Khabib has no fear. In the stare down, you see Khabib just just standing there calm, ready to go. And Ngeishi, he's a little bit antsy, a little bit twitchy, a little bit of movement of the arms and everything. He's got all that excitement, all that nervous energy that he throws into the fight. It's, it's not a bad thing. But I think Khabib is just more calm and comfortable with with the situation. And I think he's just going to go in there and, and does what he does best. And that's take him down, lay that ground and pound, and just say, hey, you want to talk now? Let's talk now, Connor. Let's talk now, Dustin. Let's talk now, Mike. Like He just he gets on top of people, and he does his talking in the cage. And I love that. And that's what you need to do because guess what? Talking shit don't win your fight to sign your check. What it does is maybe promote you to get a tougher fight with someone who wants to smash you even more. So you have to back it up. That's but right. with Con- with Connor and Gagey, or um, with uh, Khabib and Gagey, that it's just going to come down to one of those things where. I don't know if Gagey's going to be able to prevent Khabib from implementing his will. So he's going to take you down, step you against the cage, limit your movement, uh, cut off your oxygen, tie up your limbs, um, 
So as soon as you're working on one thing, Khabib's already working on three different things uh, at the same time. And he's just doing it by muscle memory. He's not even thinking about it. He's just naturally gets in those positions and really succeeds in them. So, Yeah, and I, I just think this is one of those fights that are bigger than fighting. I just think that there's so much going on for Khabib that, you know, this is his victory to lose, and he's going to go out there, keep that undefeated record, move to 29-0, and and continue to submit himself as the best pound-for-pound -pound fighter that the UFC has right now. The best mixed martial artist there ever was. I mean, if he keeps nah. it up. He will never get to Anderson Silva's level. Nobody probably will for quite a long time because yeah. you got to have every single skill set. You got to have the Muay Thai. You got to have the clinch work. You got to have the wrestling. You got to have the ground and pound. You got to have the submissions on top, on bottom. You got to have the striking, the one punch knockout power, the combos, the head movement, the defense. You got to have Anderson Silva is the only one that truly had it all, in my opinion. Yeah. Every single aspect. I agree with that because, I mean, even John Jones, you know, it's like, yeah. Does he even have a bottom, you know, how how's his guard? Never, you know, never, never find him. out, but <laughs> but we don't know how complete he truly is, you know. Because Anderson Silva grappled with the best grapplers. He out and submitted the, the best, best strikers. Out yeah. But he, you know, so he really did it all. So you you gotta so Khabib is the best pound for pound right now, but He's got he's got a, a long way to go before he can be an Anderson Silva type of fighter. Yeah, um, like I said, got to clean up those hands. Yeah, um, clean up those. He's got to throw some kicks, knees. He's got to be able to do it all. Oh yeah, it would be nice uh, to see Gagey come out there and really really pour it on him. Um, I would love to see Gagey get a knockout and, and win. Like, this is a true, like, this would be a good fight, but I just think it's just so hard to stop Khabib's grappling. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, knock I just him can't out before he against, grapples you. I, I just can't pick against Khabib. Um, definitely not this fight. It's possible, but unlikely. Uh, Gagey, if he can stuff the takedown, and really start picking uh, Khabib apart like he did um, Frankie Edgar, then we might have something different. But I just, I just don't see it. Khabib starts getting peppered up. That fight's going to the ground instantly. And well, that fight's not... going to the ground as soon as possible every time Khabib takes the octagon. <laughs> mm -hmm. So is Gate is Gaethje going to be able to to work and get up? Is he going to be able to finally find that counter to Khabib locking your legs up? Um, is Gaethje going to be able to mix his grappling and keep the effectiveness of his striking? Because yeah, you could you could win a, a kickboxing match against Tony Ferguson. You know, just throw hands as much as possible, um, but. It's different whenever you start adding that wrestling. You start going up and down off of the mat whenever Khabib's on top damaging you. He didn't, you know, uh, Geishi didn't take a lot of damage in that fight, but he's a warrior. He he just loves fighting. He, he's like us. 
getting hit makes him laugh. He enjoys it. It's just fun. Fighting is comfortable. Fighting is fun. War is home. And and that's why I love Geishi, but I just think Khabib is going to be too much. This is a different kind of war. <laughs> Technique matters after quite a while. Like you know, even Spartan. 300. Yeah, like 300 Spartans versus Persian army. You know, it's like some battles you just can't win um, no matter how hard you try or, or whatnot. So I just have a feeling this is going to be one of those battles for Geishi where yep. – I mean, don't get me wrong. I I think this one's going to come close, and I feel like it could be a possible Gagey got rod, robbed kind of decision. I, I expect a little controversy in this fight one way or another. So. Well, I I look at it that Khabib, his performance against Dustin Poirier, man, that just said everything about this fight coming up that, you know, every, everybody was just like, Dustin's going to knock him out. Dustin, his striking so good, so much better, and then – he gets in there, can't even land a few shots. Like Khabib, just his game plan, the way that he executes it, it's just – it's usually flawless. That's why he's undefeated. So, to me, Poirier fights best against other strikers. Um, it's just as soon as, as soon as you throw in takedowns with it um, – He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. He's a wrestler. I, I know. I know. But at the same time, it's, it's about mixing them all together. Sometimes and Khabib, he can mix it together. He can he can set up his punches with his takedowns. He can set up his takedowns with his punches. So it's you know you just got to be able to uh, to stuff Khabib's takedowns and then you'll have a shot. But even then, Khabib still got some hands. Yeah, and nobody's been able to stuff those takedowns for for a while. <laughs> or land those shots. So. Um, that's why that's why we're both taking Khabib in this fight, and that's why you're getting me a nice steak. Yeah, uh, probably not. I I still think Gagey is gonna do enough to get it done in the judges' decision at the at the end of the steak dinner day. So, um, but yeah, as if I was putting money on this fight down at the casinos, I would put money on Khabib. Can't go with the, with the uh, can't go against the undefeated guy. <laughs> All right. Well, you are, and it's going to cost you a steak. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for the pick for the picks for the podcast, we're both going Khabib here. So let's close out the show, my friend. All right. So tomorrow, MMA Coaches Corner watch along. Get your live coaching commentary and breakdown of the fight with the fighter and, and the coach. Then on Sunday, we have an episode of the WWE Step Inside the Squared Circle podcast for the pay-per-view event, Hell in a Cell. So, busy weekend coming up for you. Everybody, buckle up. Grab your Trulies. I know I am. And uh, let's get ready for a nice, fun weekend of some fights. Uh, any closing comments from you there? Uh, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate all your guys' feedback. Uh, always feel free to hit us up on our social media at Scott Sportscast for all major platforms. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tune in this weekend because it's going to be a great card. 
uh, top to bottom. We got some real stacked fights. The hype is real. We're excited. Love to see, you know, Khabib fight. I love his fight. I know a lot of people don't like it, but sometimes you just got to see a pure dominant grappler to appreciate wrestling at its highest form. And I feel that's what we're going to see tonight. So, or not tonight, tomorrow night. So give me a fun weekend. Catch the coaches watch along, the coach and the fighter. Break down the fights here this weekend. And have a great and wonderful weekend. And remember, always, Khabib Smith.